This week, who has a safety deposit box full of money and six passports and a gun? Jason Goddamn Born. That's who. This is Body Counts and Beer. Hello and welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Brownlee. Who am I? I'm Jonathan Rooney-Taylor, but you don't know that. Passports! Passports! And this week we are discussing <laughs> the 2002 uh, 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 Matt Damon uh, franchise starting epic. Please, please. Matty D. You're right. The the 2002 Matty D franchise starting epic the born identity and much like its titular character i have forgotten most of the events that happened in this movie many of them true it was also gray and european yeah yeah it is very gray well this was post 9-11 and we as a nation didn't know if we could handle color anymore you're right we did put a moratorium on the primary colors true why you think all them call of duty games were gray brown it was only shades and tints (laughs) no need to work soundtracks for some reason no need to work them rods and cones fellas We're looking at everything like dogs do. Please, as a nation, we had already seen too much. True facts. <laughs> uh, so the born identity begins, like all movies do, with a body floating in the ocean. Getting rained on. Yeah, right? If if being <laughs> Double a, wet. Yeah. Yeah, if being wet wasn't enough, he's getting double wet. If, if, if there's any way to be unconscious in the ocean, worse. Getting rained on. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Here's the question. What do you think was colder, ocean water or rainwater? Oh, this is the Mediterranean, so definitely rainwater. You think the ocean yeah. water is pretty warm? Yeah, I think the, yeah. I think the Mediterranean is fairly warm. Because this was at night, too, where the water is warm and the beach is cold. True, true. Or is that the other way around? What's the land breeze, sea breeze effect? I don't remember. The only thing I know about sea breezes is they're a delicious cocktail. That's true. Is that the one without cranberry juice? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> We've already gone too deep. Correct. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, there's a... Listeners, uh, Google it and write in. You ain't got nothing better to do. That's right. Yeah, you're doing nothing right now. Uh, Please uh, please take this time out of your uh, busy quarantine schedules to write us a 3x5 note card, I guess. Yeah. With a recipe for a sea breeze. Yeah. Yeah. And also the ingredients. Just send the ingredients here. Yeah. Ooh, and some toilet paper. I'm almost out. You mail them to at bodycounts.something something. Correct. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we're an organization, right? A nonprofit? Yeah. Dot org? Dot yeah. org. Yes, we are a nonprofit. That's why we're not getting any small business loans from the government. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, nuts. How am I going to make my payroll, you guys? You're not. You're a nonprofit. Get away. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, there's a, a body. Floating in the water, it is brought in by some uh, some Euro fishermen, dragged on board. Swedish? I don't know what they are. Yeah, they were they were Swiss or Swedish or Finnish or they were one of those Nordic countries, I think. Full of boatmen. Yeah, descended True. from Vikings. Man. <laughs> so they fish out this body, and like you do when you fish a body out of the ocean, you start cutting that son of a bitch up. Yeah, you got to get the prime. 
prime cuts when it's still fresh. Yeah, and pack them cold. Otherwise, when you get them back to market, they're going to mark you down. Yeah. True. Well, the True. ship's captain slash doctor yeah. uh, quickly banishes everybody from the cabin uh, and brings out his medical kit full of pre-sterilized stuff. This is clearly not the first time they fished a body out of the ocean into their fishing boat. One yeah. of the fishermen does say to another fisherman, what, is this the first time you've seen a body? Right. <laughs> I mean, I guess fishermen die a lot. So, I guess. I don't know. Hey, uh, listener, mail in the mortality rate for Nordic fishermen (laughs) while you're out there. Yeah, right. Also, I want to know about street fights in Marseille, because that probably gets a lot of fishermen, too. Right? Street fights? In Marseille. Oh, because they're they're there for, like, like on leave? Right, right. They're they're ashore? That's where the boats come from. Marseille? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, in this movie. Okay. I just, I, I guess I must have missed the Marseille level in Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Is that where Zangief <laughs> fights? <laughs> Ever since the USSR disbanded, he's just been a man without a country. Is there a French, uh, f- is, I guess Cammy is the French fighter in later versions? Yeah, because she's one, a yeah. French special forces. Yeah, because right. in the original Street Fighter 2, I don't think they had every other stereotype. Yeah, but I don't think you have them, because Vega's Spanish. Yeah, yeah, they? Vega's but... the Spanish stereotype, Dalsim is the Indian stereotype, and Blanca is the Brazilian stereotype. Right. You know how all Giant Brazil... green electric monster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. Makes perfect sense. You know how all Brazilians can crunch up into a ball and generate electricity? <laughs> oh, man. I've seen Merit... No, wait. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. The captain slash doctor uh, does a pretty sweet Y incision on this guy's uh, Deadpool-esque full of pouches wetsuit. Yeah. And peels it from his body. Pulls out a couple bullets from him. And pulls out a little uh, uh, laser pointer, pointer essentially. Yeah. But that you... has a bank account on it. Yeah, if you laser out. point this, it's got bank account information yeah. on it. Uh, Jason, I uh, don't know how you guys are keeping track of your passwords. True facts. I embed mine directly into my thigh, I guess. Yeah. My, well, I don't have to really remember them. They're all the same, and they're just password. But the O is a zero. Oh, take that, hackers. Capital P and word spelled with an E instead oh, of an O. Shit. Oh, nuts. And the nuts. A ampersand what that's right gotta get that special character in there bro that's That's true otherwise Target won't let me pre-order fucking Rise of Skywalker (laughs) (laughs) I had to create so many stupid accounts to pre-order that movie I don't like very much the movie that we we should say we were supposed to watch Rise of Skywalker for this episode but my internet went out and it was not able to be accessed pretty much uh, sure I can remember it let's sit back guys a long time ago in a galaxy far far away Plot holes. Blood, Star Wars, Episode 9, The Plot Rise of Skywalker, holes. The Dead Speed. <laughs> <laughs> the dead but speed. only in Fortnite. Correct. Nice. Uh, so anyways, uh, this I guy... read the fucking novelization in preparation <laughs> for our recording wow. of that movie. Wow. Is, is the dead's speech in the book? No. <laughs> it's a Fortnite exclusive, my friends. Oh, uh, tough break. Uh. You should play Fortnite. No, Look like a lot of 13-year-old kids. And they'll call you a cock. I was going to say, Fortnite's... Uh, a beta cock. A beta cock. Fortnite seems to be a very strange gateway into Nazism. Yeah, it's what the teenagers do. Yeah. Teenagers have always loved Nazism. Yeah, all those PewDiePie followers. Yeah, Just sure. look at the Nazis loaded up with teenagers. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Nazis. Right. Fucking what a bunch of dicks. teenagers. So, uh... <laughs> 
So <laughs> we warred with the fascists on the beach of Normandy, but lo, we forgot the teenagers. Damn dirty teenagers. So uh, this guy wakes up, and this is Matt Damon who's going to play Jason Bourne. We'll find that out eventually, but it's you know who it is. Nah, this movie is 16 years old. Not only that, but it's also the title of the movie. But the movie feels the need to tease out this information for at least a half hour. Yeah. Right. Well, he doesn't know, and he, he grabs the ship doctor by the throat, and he's all like, who the fuck am I? And he says, yeah. I don't know, I pulled a bank account out of your thigh. <laughs> yeah. And then he falls asleep. Yeah, and then he, goes, and then he starts talking to the mirror, demanding questions, which uh, answers to questions that leads me to think that he doesn't understand how objects work. Well, he's slowly going crazy, because like all good maritime law dictates, if fishermen pull you out of the sea, you have to work it off on the fishing boat. Very yes, true. that's so correct. we see Matt Damon working on the fishing boat. Yeah, for This three... movie would have fucking ruled if it just took a sharp left turn into shining territory. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, it could have just taken a sharp right turn into deadliest catch territory and been a movie about an amnesiac super spy crab fishing. Yeah. It would have been real good for this movie to take really any uh, turns at all no. instead of just straight down the middle. We're barreling ahead. So uh, Jason Bourne spends about two weeks on this fishing boat, and he, he finds that he has some strange skills. He's able to read navigational charts. He can tie knots real good. Uh, but he still can't remember yeah. his name or where he's from. Uh, but the folk, the boat captain slash doctor, they drop him off in Switzerland. And he's like, here's a lot of money. Goodbye. Good <laughs> yeah. So he goes to the Swiss bank with his Swiss bank information. The yeah. German Swiss bank. Yeah. Yeah, the Swiss bank Nazis. with a lot of gold inlay. Yeah. I didn't like that. Yeah. I think I saw some teeth wedged in there. <laughs> Not a fan. Well, that was the loophole, is if they used it for office decor, it was technically public art exhibition, and they didn't have to give it back. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so he... Uh, <laughs> And, like, the lady at the front desk, like, really, she's judging him hard, right? Because he's showing up wearing his mustard-colored sea sweater that's got bullet holes in it. Yeah, right. read the room. This is Central Europe. Everybody's got gray and black, buddy. What are you doing? And very slick and well-pressed. Yeah, where's yeah. your trench coat, you idiot? Plus, yeah. this guy probably smells like a fish boat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess I never put that together. But, yeah, you probably, probably does smell, smell like yeah. a fish boat. And yeah. also, uh, I'm going to assume infected wounds. Yeah. There's probably a strong true. almond stick wafting <laughs> off of him. Uh, so he gives them his bank account information, and they take him to his little room. Uh, and he opens up his little safety deposit box. And he's got his, oh, he's got a passport. Jason Bourne is his name. Wahoo! And he's got some uh, some money and some other stuff. He's got several tens of thousands of dollars well, in different um, curves. Well, I mean, he has to take it off. He's just got contact yeah. lenses and bullshit. And then he takes off the top lid and it's like a billion euros and dollars. And did they still have rubles then? Were they rubles yeah, in this there? Is, I guess the top got some kroner. So the top part is just subterfuge in case someone else somehow gains access to his lockbox and they're like, oh, this guy's normal. It's just where he keeps his daily contact lenses. Yeah. You know, for convenience. Right. At the bank. Yeah. Where you have to show uh, your bank account number, give a, a palm print, in. <laughs> get taken to a room, and then you can finally redo your contacts. Yeah. Seems it's a very safe place to change out your contacts, though. True, I'll bet it's pretty sterile. No mirrors, though. Ooh, but there is all that Nazi gold that's probably pretty reflective. Right, yep. right. 
so yeah, he t- takes off the subterfuge tray to reveal, yeah, a lot of different money in different currencies and a bunch of different passports with different names on them, including Paul K. from Canada, John Michael Kane from the UK. Which, uh, if I wanted a nice inconspicuous name, yeah, just throw John under the name of the most famous Cockney actor out there. Uh, the Kane is spelled differently. Yeah, with very differently, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that he can just say, uh, no, I get that all the time, but it's spelled with a K. Yeah, I'm not the Michael Kane. I'm just... <laughs> A. Michael Caine. Well, technically, J. Michael Caine. Oh! oh! Yeah, the, 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 the SAG made me add the, the J. <laughs> for the J, because there was already a Michael Caine working. But that's a different Michael Caine with yeah. a K, not Michael Caine with the C. If I wanted my fucking residuals from the American-produced Doctor Who movie as an extra, I had to fucking add a letter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's also a gun in there. Uh, and those all the passports. He's got a Portuguese passport, a Russian passport. All you sorts really of like that? <laughs> He's like, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Yeah, he's got a lot of passports. He could be anyone. We don't know that Jason Bourne is his actual name. He could be Paul K or John Michael Caine or Joaquim Sobrell or whatever his Portuguese yeah, whatever the Portuguese name was. Yeah, except all of his bosses. Spoiler alert: I guess call him. Jason and Mr. Bourne. No one calls him Mr. No one has respect for him. No, 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 no. The housekeeper lady at his house we haven't gotten to yet. She's all like, Mr. Bourne, Mr. Bourne, you came back. That's true. That's true. Uh, So anyways, he takes everything from the case except for the gun and then uh, uh, takes off. And then he heads... uh, to the consulate? Yeah. First he falls asleep at a public park. Oh, that's right. And then two cops try to wake him up and he beats him up. Hell yeah. yeah. We also find out that he's able to speak Switzerland? Yeah, he speaks like yeah, Dutch Switzerland. German and French. He speaks all the languages. Yeah, because that language needs speaking, he's speaking it. Man, I would have fucking loved this movie if it turned out that he was Santa Claus the whole time. Oh, right. Oh, speaks the language of all children of the world. Oh, yeah. Esperanto? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Willie Shatner's gonna bring that back. You wait and see. Oh, it's such a good idea. Right? I don't think William Shatner is worried about bringing Esperanto back. He tried once. He I did know. that whole movie. Yeah. I know, but I, lately, with all of his divorce proceedings, I think he was just worried about getting all that horse semen back. <laughs> <laughs> A lot yeah. of good quality horse semen. I do love that Like that was William Shatner was like trending all over social media for like a week and it was, you click on it and be like, what happened to William Shatner? Assuming he died, because right. he's very old. Or touched a lady. Yeah. Uh, and no, it just turned out that he won a bunch of horse semen in a divorce. Hey, Good for him. that's studding semen, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, it's the best for drinking. <laughs> yeah. Sure. What do you think all them white Russians are made of? Oh. Really throws a new tint on the Big Lebowski. It's like all those cocktails with eggs. Yeah. yeah the Was that egg. a Brandy Alexander that's got nah, the egg? Nah, in that's it? got cream. Oh, yeah. Well, you mean like an egg cream? Yeah. But that's, that's not. A, a, that's a soda. Think, yeah. But it still has eggs in it. True. Yeah. I like a good Italian soda. Let's talk about the sodas we like, you guys. Ooh, all right. Well, fair. One of my favorite sodas, uh, they don't make it anymore. It makes me very sad. It's called Canfield's Diet Chocolate Fudge Soda. <laughs> Jesus. Diet Chocolate Fudge, you say? Yeah, they didn't make a regular non-diet version. It came in cans. Because the F, the you could only, wouldn't let them. Yeah, you could only drink it ice cold because once it had gotten to like 50 degrees temperature, it turned into sludge and it was no longer palatable. Ooh, but if it was ice cold, it was very tasty. I like the red birch beer. I can't remember who made it. 
Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. That's a good one. I'm pretty sure we did a mini-sode once that was just favorite <laughs> sodas. And we're just repeating ourselves now. <laughs> I mean, give me some Coke. Coke's nice. I like a good Coke every nah, now I'm Pepsi man. Uh, Pepsi's too sweet, I think. I don't mind it. I don't, I don't drink whatever. Honestly, if I have my choice, I'll get RC. Yeah, mm, good old Royal Crown. Yeah, man, it's mm-hmm. the it's the the fanciest of all sodas. Yeah, it's the landed gentry of all soda <laughs> That's pops. That's correct. Yeah, right. So uh, Coke is the down and dirty working man's cola. <laughs> <laughs> Pepsi, I guess, is for you coastal elites. I guess. Yeah. 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 I'll be a coastal elite. Cool. Woo! So, anyways, Biden twenty twenty. No thanks. <laughs> No, but it's good. He emerged from his bunker to once again not speak in complete sentences. Oh, good, pretty good. Boy, I can't wait for the general election. It will be painful. Nah, it's getting postponed. Coronavirus. Ooh, I highly doubt it's going to get postponed. We're all just going (laughs) to get fucking, like, no one's going to feel good about who they're voting for in this next election, so you might as well get a fucking contagion while you're out. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, So... Uh, Jason Bourne beats up a couple of Swiss cops uh, with his uh, uh, super kung fu moves that he doesn't know how he can do them. Punches one in the nards. Right in the nards. Yeah. And he falls down some steps. Ooh, that's, we're not there yet. So this is the two cops in the park. So then he goes to the consulate and he's like clocking the whole joint and we see uh, a lady who will come to know soon as Marie, played Marie. by Run Lola Runs, Franca Potente. She seems to need a visa and the guy at the consulate, I guess, offers her a student visa at one point and she's like, no, this doesn't work. I'm not a student. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you even offer that? I had a hard time figuring out what exactly she was trying to get, except that she had a backpack full of loose papers that was supposed to prove something. Yeah, no, yeah. she's that gal at the DMV. She is the Karen yeah, yeah. of this yeah. situation. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, Jason Bourne is waiting in line. Things are taking too long, am I right? So right. he starts punching turkeys. Yeah, he's on his way out. <laughs> And a guy's like, red bag, get back here. And then, yeah, he just starts punching guys left and right, uh, disarming them. Yeah, on the way up some stairs, he punches a guy straight in the nards and then throws him down a flight of stairs. I don't think he throws him. I think that guy just falls over. Yeah, he like flips him over the nard punch. It's bad news, man, that guy. Yeah, it's a a big nard punch. I hope he already has a family. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if there's anything 2002 medical science can do for that guy's nards. (laughs) The sad thing is, those nards were two days away from retirement. (laughs) So, uh, uh, Bourne goes... He was going to get a boat and everything. (laughs) And he suffered from nardal devastation. Yep. It's the name of my metal band. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting Danzig to guest on one of the tracks. It's pretty good. Oh, guys, I can't wait to see Verotica. (laughs) His, oh yeah, the His dancing horror, horror movie. anthology movie. Oh, I'm oh, so boy. excited! Oh man, it looks so bad. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, yeah. so Jason Bourne, uh, there's a mass evacuation there. He steals the evacuation procedures from off the wall. Which that is for everyone, Jason. Yeah, well, now, he now everybody's he can't just stand around in the hallway. Now everybody's in the hallway, just like standing around, <laughs> going, like, oh, "What do I do? Oh no!" Slows him down. They all start running forward, forgetting that the closest exit may be behind you. Yeah. True. Idiots. So he uh, ends up, like, out of a security door on, like, yeah, the fifth floor. Or yeah. That leads to a rickety terrace that has half of a ladder attached to it. Which yeah. Is, 
That's gotta violate. What's the international version of OSHA? I don't know, but Europeans don't have laws. That's true. Barbarians. Yeah, if it wasn't in the Magna Carta, they don't give a shit. Right. They're not barbarians. They're in yeah. They're in Europe. So they're Gauls. Visigoths. (laughs) Oh, Visigoths. Sorry, I thought it was the Gauls. (laughs) The Gauls were very civilized until Caesar came and unthroned their champions. Yeah. Thanks a lot, jerk. Let's all take a drink for Verse and Gatorix. Now the Roman Empire is too long. It won't be able to hold on to its provincial powers. Don't worry, I'm sure Gladiator will do something about that. Yeah, he's going to solve it right up. As as soon as he's done fondling all the wheat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that guy fondles some wheat in that movie. There's a lot of wheat fondling. Oh, it's so good, though. It's so artistic and touching. Like, every time he's touching that wheat, I'm like, oh. Did we oh. slip into a Terrence Malick movie? Because yeah. this is very plaintive and meditative. <laughs> the meaning of life right here with that wheat getting fondled. I do like how Tree of Life has dinosaurs in it. <laughs> yeah, but only like for like a second. Oh, but you weren't expecting them and boom, there they were. <laughs> yeah, but it's like the apes in 2001. You're just sad they're gone the whole time. That's true. Yeah, you kind of do wish the whole movie was just apes beating each other up with bones. Fuck yeah, that's a much better movie. Then whatever the hell happens in the rest of that god-awful tragedy. Uh, they go into space, and then one of them turns into a baby. <laughs> a moon-sized and then, baby and, and then comes nine, back. And then nine years later, Roy Scheider and Bob Balaban show up. <laughs> <laughs> and they take care of business. <laughs> I do remember the first time seeing that movie, I was like eight, way too young. Not in a like, oh, this is going to scar me, but like, not gonna vibe with this movie i'm eight but i remember the shot where the pen turn or the the bone turns into the fucking space yeah, craft yeah. the thing. obelisk yeah. and i'm just like oh shit how far did that ape throw that bone <laughs> <laughs> he threw it so far it evolved <laughs> yeah buddy uh so i mean i was i was into like power rangers and stuff so i was thinking like did lord zed fucking make a bone <laughs> 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 uh so <laughs> Uh, Jason Bourne, yeah, he fights some goons. He escapes uh, off the like climbing the side of this wall uh, and drops down. This was down. when we were just as a species starting to experiment with parkour. Yeah, yes. no, I was thinking that when I was watching it, I was like, oh man, remember when parkour was cool? Yeah, well, this is this is before it was called parkour. This is when we called it free walking. Yeah, <laughs> walking like you're free. Uh, so... It would be another, what, uh, fucking six years before Assassin's Creed, where we could just fucking run up any kind of wall, and as long as we had a barrel of hay to land into, we were fine. To be fair, I think the Prince of Persia game, the, yeah, the remake for PlayStation Ooh, 2. Ooh, Sands of yeah. Time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Sands of Time, I think, is what really... That's like the proto-parkour of Assassin's Creed. So as Bourne had to uh, free walk for... District B thirteen to parkour. <laughs> the Prince of Persia had to sands a time so uh, Assassin's had to, Creed could unity. He had to uh, time dagger so that uh, fucking Assassin's Creed could. I don't know. Black flag. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Sands of Time is a rad game. It's real good. The second one sucks. Third one's pretty good. Yeah. Which one's the second one? Is that the one where like you can become He's the, the e- Dark Prince? Yeah, the Dark Prince. Ooh. He listens to the cure. Nice. He does. His mom doesn't understand why I'm sad all the time. It's because the world is bullshit. Right. I'm Prince of Persia. Nice. 
I'm into it. Someday I'm going to be played by Jake Gyllenhaal. Whoa. Noticeably non-person. I'm out of it. But I'm it's all right. It. We got Ben Kingsley. He's vaguely exotic enough, right? Nah, I've seen Ben Kingsley fail to save a lot of shitbag movies. <laughs> True. Oh, uh, yeah. Species. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Was uh, that a fucking James Gunn movie? What, no. Who did Species? Uh, nobody. <laughs> But yeah. it has a crazy stacked cast, like Alfred Molina is in it, Michael Madsen is in it, Shit, Forrest is Whitaker a, is in it. Now that I think about it, is that a fucking It's Guillermo not Guillermo del Toro, del Toro either, no. no. I think it's just like a person. It's like a weird movie. But Ben Kingsley has like a weird like kid and play flat top in it. Oh yeah. yeah. For no reason. <laughs> uh, for the reason that it's fucking rad. No, you're right, you got me there. rad. Uh, so anyway, I always wanted a haircut I could balance a lunch tray on. Yeah, right, right. So anyways, uh, Bourne escapes and he runs into Marie and her Mini Cooper, and he's like, "Hey, I'll give you twenty thousand dollars to drive me to Paris." And she thinks it over for I don't know ten seconds before she's like, "I'm broke, okay, deal." Hey, been there. Yeah, and off they go. And then he gets so bored with her fucking car talk that he just blurts out, "I have amnesia." Yeah, he does. He does. She's going on and on and on about her brother. Yeah, what you gotta do is you gotta take your you gotta take your car to the shop. You gotta get the thought. I never. I didn't listen to enough car talk to do like a really informed joke. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's right there, right? Yeah, we all we get it. (laughs) (laughs) Write in your own car talk bit, listener, and mail it in. Uh, so eventually... Write it on a fucking unopened thing, a Clorox disinfectant wipes, and send it to my apartment, please. I'm all out. So anyways, they end up at a gas station slash coffee shop? That seems to have a fucking Galaga machine yeah. in a mudroom. <laughs> yeah. I guess this is like a Wisconsin-themed <laughs> gas station. <laughs> oh, it was a Shoney's. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah. So they... Like Hero Disney, they tried. (laughs) So uh, they get there and he starts talking about how, he's like, oh, I've been, you know, I I don't know what's wrong with me, but like when I get into a place, I start finding sight lines and I know that that guy at the bar is 250 pounds and can handle himself. I know all the license plates. And she's like, he's like, what kind of person is like that? And she's like, well, I don't know, whatever. Instead of spy. A spy is like that. It's a spy. That's spy Spy. behavior. I saw this movie once. You're a spy. You're spying, bro. Right? Or just, I, you didn't even have to see a movie, just through pop culture osmosis. Dude, that sounds like spy, spy shit. Spy stuff, spy. right? Yeah. He doesn't it's, have that huge black fedora, though, that I know from Spy Guy. Ooh, or a very true. fancy suit that we know from Spy Guy. True. Not yeah. a lot of gadgets, so yeah. that's another or spy demerit. a very large white fedora. Oh. Like other Spy Guy. So he could versus. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, uh, what is it, fucking Sega Master System had a Spy vs. Spy video Nintendo. game? Nintendo. I had the See, Nintendo I didn't have a Nintendo v- growing yeah. up. I had a, a Sega Master System and then jumped to Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah. I had the Spy vs. Spy game, and it was a two-player... Yeah, and you would, like, lay traps for the other yes. spy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. fucking super fun. It was actually really good, yeah. 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 Um, I never figured out how to play it with one person. I could never find the traps that the other spy led. Yeah, the computer was too good. The computer fucking cheated. Yeah, the computer wouldn't use my traps. Yeah. I'd like put a bucket over a door and it would just be like, nah, I'm going through a different door. Yep. So I would always plug in two controllers, have one spy plan all the traps, and then pick up the other controller and have the other spy go through all the traps. Nice. Nice. Uh, 
So anyways, uh, they uh, they leave that place, and they're, they're going to Paris, because they know that that's where Jason Bourne's apartment is. And there's also, there's a fun joke in here, like, forget Paris, because he has amnesia, but they're going to Paris. You see where I'm going with that yeah, one, right? Yeah, it was a good I one. I do. Right? Is Forget Paris the one with Billy Crystal, yes. the NBA ref? Correct. Okay. Yeah. I always get that confused with French Kiss. Right. With Kevin Klein. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is the... You were right the first time. This is okay. the one with Billy Crystal and he's the fucking ref. All right, yeah. That's the one where he yells at Patrick Ewing a little bit. Okay. Correct. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, good. I just like anyone who yells at Patrick Ewing, frankly. Fair. You know what? I'm going to go on record as saying I like Billy Crystal. Sure. I think that's fair. Like, he got, he got kind of pigeonholed as, like, the Oscar host for a while where he had to be, like, real, like, lame. But, like, his movies hold up. Yeah. Sure. He's a good comedic force. I agree. Right. No, no, Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. Let's ask if people reappraise his career, right? Billy Crystal. Yeah. Hey, Billy Crystal, why don't you come down here? Yes, please, Billy Crystal. Let's be part of your your fucking ten or more social group, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we can fit a Billy Crystal in here. Definitely. And while we're at it, hey, bring me a Martin Short. Uh, Martin Short, I feel like he'd be fun... He'd be fun at first, but you'd kind of get tired of him. Well, you here's know? the thing: as long as he comes as Martin Short and not as one of Martin Short's Sasha Baron Cohen-like personas, oh, uh, like Jiminy Glick, Glick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or Ed Grimley or something regular like that. Martin Short, yeah, I that's just want cool. Regular Martin I can Short. do that. Ooh, if he comes as the Bullet from Arrested Development, that'd be pretty good. Yeah, I'm alright with that. Right, we can take that one. We can take that one. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they go to Jason Bourne's Paris apartment. They get themselves buzzed in. Uh, all the, all the water's cold. unlived in apartment. Yeah. yeah. There's like four books and a couple of pans. Again, yeah. clearly a spy apartment. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, although there's a lot of windows that are just wide open to the street. Right. Well, you're not going to pay for that apartment if you ain't getting a sweet Parisian view. True facts. Nah. I want to see Paris. I want to see all those shitty, shitty French people. <laughs> yeah, all their Paris shitty, shitty suck. streets. Uh, oh, get Paris. concrete streets, you jerks. Yeah. Cobblestones. Your cobblestone ruse. Fuck Roo. off. What the fuck is a ruse? It's like a block, but the street bisects it. It's bullshit, and ah, you can't find anything. That sucks. Rethink your fucking urban planning, you stupid ancient city. France blows. They got those cool catacombs with the skulls, though. That's pretty awesome. You can find those anywhere. They got them in Rome. Yeah, they got them in Rome. And you know what they don't have in Rome? French people. You know oh. it. You know it. France right. is like a bigger, <sighs> shittier Quebec. Hey, can I get a piece of bread? Yeah, let me twist it up into various shapes first. Ah, oh, jeez. No, just give me your fucking piece bread. Of bread. Asshole. All right, but it would be way too long. No! Uh. Just make a regular loaf of bread. No, don't put a lid on it. Can I get a you muffin? cocksucker. I just want a muffin, please, for the love of God, France. Ugh. No, you can have a scone. No. no. That's just a muffin you left out too long. Ugh. Yeah, it's just a dry muffin top. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so France sucks. Uh, like, we, we all we agree on that. Oh. oh, yeah, and then this dumb French apartment doesn't have hot water because France is a third world country. Ooh. But it does have assassins. Oh yeah, it does. That's right. From Spain. So there is, there is no, this. No wait, Rome. Where's yeah. this guy from so, Rome? Why don't I don't he's got is... frosted tips, and that is unacceptable. He's... Nah, in two thousand two, it was the best. It was the most acceptable. So before, as all this was happening throughout the movie, uh, there is a uh, a side plot sort of going on, or uh, I should say, a. Li- uh, 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 I don't know, a simultaneous like a parallel plot. plot. Yeah. yeah. And it, uh, Chris Cooper uh, is clearly uh, Jason Bourne's old boss. Jason Bourne was supposed to kill a guy. He failed. Now everyone's trying to get him. And then 
uh, Brian Cox is Chris Cooper's boss, <laughs> and he's in the dark the whole time until the end, but it's great. Although he doesn't say fuck off like he does on Succession. I will say Brian Cox is very good, but every time we cut back to this storyline, I wanted to gouge my eyes out. It's so boring. Oh, it's a well, lot that's because of... we always switch into the business meeting and get the expo dump whenever Brian Cox <laughs> yeah. shows up. And it's all stuff we already know. Right. Yeah. It's just like we need to make sure the audience knows that they know that this just happened. Well, what if I was in the bathroom or getting a sandwich or texting or answering phone calls or checking Facebook or barching on Twitter? Yeah, no, good point. Yeah, you very point. Hit me back up with this info. It's like Shakespeare. Just cycle back what's happened every <laughs> once in a while in case I got a little too deep into this turkey leg. Yeah, every 15 pages, there's yeah. a whole new expositional redone. synopsis everything that just Yeah, happened. you know, the studio made him put those in, though. You know, that's not what his original vision was for those plays. <laughs> uh, he wanted so- them to be more action. <laughs> there's like four action scenes in all of Shakespeare. Yeah, true. And Hamlet has him murder a bunch of fucking pirates. Off screen. Off screen. Yeah, I think Romeo and Juliet has the most number of fights, and that one's got, I think, two. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're right about that. Maybe three. Yeah, that's right. I think there are three. because there's, there's a lot there's of... The one there's one that's the, about to have a fight. Yeah, yeah. There's, the, there's, there's the, the one at the beginning. Yeah, do, there's, there's the do Mercutio fight. Though. There's the Mercutio fight. And then fight. there's the big rumble after yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mercutio the, dies. The three-way yeah. rumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, the three-way rumble. Yeah, because you got to have Romeo kill Paris and kill... No, Tybalt, and then kill Paris at the end. Yeah, so maybe four fights? I don't know. Usually Paris doesn't get much of a fight. True. Usually Paris gets punked. (laughs) Fucking Paris. (laughs) Paris sucks in every carnation. Yeah, it's true. As a person and as a city. Yeah. So, Mercutio's pretty fucking rad, though. Oh, yeah, he's uh, got that. Especially when he's played by... uh, who's the uh, Harold oh, Perrineau? Romeo, I was from Romeo plus Juliet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, he's real good. Yeah, and then Tybalt is Johnny Legs himself. Hell yeah! yeah. I remember taking a directing class in college, uh, and the teacher was always like, "If you're ever gonna direct Romeo and Juliet, it's the most important thing you have to do is make sure that Romeo bows." before Mercutio or with Mercutio because Mercutio will always get the bigger applause and it'll make your Romeo feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, good, Romeo should feel bad. Read a letter for once in your fucking life, you idiot. Oh my god, do anything right. Stop being a hormonal 15-year-old, you (laughs) shag. Who gave him a sword? (laughs) Who gave Romeo a sword? (laughs) That That whole book is about gangs of children running around with swords beating each other up. Yeah. Well, Italy was a rough place back in the day. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't united in a single kingdom. Right, yet. It, it was, was just, just a series states. of petty kingdoms. So, anyways, Jason Bourne. Uh, oh, and Venice was still a swamp. Ah, nah, man. Venice was like a mercantile place. Yeah, man. That's where the merchant was. Right, because they had already oh, followed yeah. all them crusades. He had to have that pound of flesh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so the book Chris Cooper, you signed the contract. Oh, Your ship didn't come in. Oh, no. I know, right? Cut it out. Deal's you, a deal. You knew what was at stake, buddy. Uh, Just like give him some bullshit either. flesh. Like, take some out of the tummy. Yeah. Slim down a little bit. Yeah. That seems fine. Right. But instead, you gotta screw him out of it. You have to make him literally convert to a whole nother religion. Uh. But it's okay, because it's all, it's all supposed to be funny. Yeah. Super so, yeah. funny. You know it's funny. 
Hey, because it, it's got a racial stereotype at its core. Right. Hey, when I bought that book at Borders for a class in high school, it very <laughs> clearly was listed as one of Shakespeare's comedies. comedies. Yeah, which as far as as far as I can tell, from what little I know about Shakespeare, that just means nobody dies at the end. It right. just means there's a wedding. Yeah, it just means there's a wedding at the end. Gotcha. Yeah, that's, that's all. It's true. I mean. Shakespeare would blare in on his fucking motorcycle and just <laughs> listen, lads. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great day for a white wedding. Am I right? <laughs> oh, so was Shakespeare like the M. Night Shyamalan of his time? Correct. He would just show up at the end of his plays <laughs> yeah. and re-explain the whole plot to yeah, you? exactly. Yeah, pretty much. And then you go, who's that very uncharismatic <laughs> man looking into the camera? It's me, Willie Shakespeare. <laughs> just like I that. wrote it all the plays myself. Did you, William Shakespeare? I didn't have no help from Ben Johnson, if that's what you're implying. It is what I'm implying. I don't know where you'd even get an idea like that. Is it from the fucking Emmerich movie, Anonymous? Yeah. What is that? The, problem, the Roland Emmerich movie yeah, Anonymous? Anonymous, where Ben Johnson writes his place. The oh, problem no. and turns out to be though, the Queen. I is think is that Ben Johnson's published plays that are by Ben Johnson are all worse than the plays by William True. Shakespeare because they actually switched plays. Right. Yeah, that's what <laughs> they happened. Both peed in a magic fountain <laughs> that got struck by lightning, <laughs> and William Shakespeare said, "I wish I was big." Yeah. And where's that other guy fit in, though? Oh, Christopher Marlowe. Marlowe. He was a spy. And B later? No, he was was contemporary with Shakespeare. He was a spy who got fucking stabbed in a bar fight. Yeah, good old Marlowe. Sorry, I was thinking of Moliere. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, Moliere was French. And yeah, later. and Moliere is uh, uh, like picaresque, like. Well, he did the rhyming plays, all of his. Yeah, that's right. Plays all they, of it rhyme. They only rhyme in French. No, uh, fucking what's his name? The dude that wrote Shakespeare Being Human did a bunch of translations where he made him rhyme in English. Oh man, I bet that's laborious as fuck. It's real tedious. Yeah, yikes. Hey, you know what? So is theater. True. (laughs) (laughs) I picked a very stupid profession. Oh man, oh boy. You ever tried to watch a production of like Iceman Cometh? It's fucking boring. Yeah, you're not wrong. Or The Crucible. Let's just say, hey, any Arthur Miller play. (laughs) Yeah, no. I especially love that whole period of plays where people with too much money wear too many clothes and complain for two and a half hours. I did have, this was the same directing teacher that gave us the Mercutio tip, was if you're ever directing The Iceman Cometh, you have to work in stage business where people pound on the bar to wake up the other actors <laughs> when it's time for their interminable speeches. That's a good call. It's a good why, call. Why do we still do theater? <laughs> we have movies. <laughs> That's the better version. Because <laughs> for a hot second there, we had Spider-Man turn off the dark. <laughs> you mean, the, you mean the, so Spider-Man the murder mystery? <laughs> you mean Sp- the Guys, it has the geek chorus. Dude, there were more Spider-Mans than there were Marlboro men. <laughs> <laughs> they all just kept mysteriously disappearing. True. Very true. There is a delightful book about the production of that, and it is fucking fascinating. Take your The Rooms and get the fuck out of here. (laughs) An unleashed, unhinged Julie Taymor being enabled by Bono. (laughs) And The Edge. Oh boy, it's some good egos. Oh man. There's some good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Okay. That's how you get that big shoe song. (laughs) 
Ah, I need that shoe song. <laughs> there is also, I can only find very, very, very short clips of it on YouTube, but there was a Batman 89, the musical. Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. Whoa. Fucking do a deep dive into that. Whoa. It's oh. fucking nuts. So I just watched this Netf- uh, this documentary on Netflix called Bathtubs Over Broadway, Yeah. and it is about this writer for David Letterman uh, and who like stumbled upon these things that are like they're called industrial musicals and they were full-fledged yeah. musicals oh for like companies and products yeah. that were done like one time only and then like put on record and then like disappeared forever and he just collects these records and shit but there's like all of these like cra- it, it's a fascinating documentary and he like tracks down the people who were in them and it was like Martin Short, Susan Stroman, like legit people like uh uh like Steven Schwartz started in them and like how this Prince was like, worked in them. This was like right on the cusp of like a corporate improv gig. Instead of doing an improv show, you would just like do a musical about that. You would hire company. a legit right. musical yeah. writer to do a two hour production. For your big dumb work convention. Yeah. yeah. It's really great. Guys, and, and the and world it, is beautiful. Don't let anyone tell you different. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely true. Okay, so Chris Cooper sends an assassin. Oh, yeah. His name is Castell. He's from Italy. Uh, he, You can tell because he rides a scooter. Yeah. A uh, Vespa. Yeah, yeah. That's Ciao. also a scooter. <laughs> he does. Ciao. 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 With his tiny coffee yeah, his and his cigarette. Yeah. Also very small. They're not yeah, regulation-length cigarettes over there. Well, they're unfiltered. You don't need that extra inch at the That's end. True. I'm going to go ahead and say that Italians probably had some depth perception issues when they were, you know, ju- just inventing their coffees. Because they're like, shit, this mug is way too big. Now, yeah, I think they're just right. drunk all the time. That was what it was. They're just shit-faced first thing in the morning. And they're like, ooh, coffee. Woo, not too much. <laughs> Oh, but sometimes the coffee's too bit too much. Too much, yeah. Sometimes the coffee is a soup bowl. Well, that's when you come onto the other side of it, and you're like, "Oh boy, guys, throw I some drank fucking, too much. throw some fucking milk in this coffee. Yeah. How much milk? Oh, all like a, of it. All like of a it. gallon. Yeah. <laughs> I want the little cup of coffee in a big cup with a whole gallon of milk. <laughs> there is a great Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry David discovers coffee, uh, cafe au lait, and he says, "What is that? Milk and coffee." Oh, milk and coffee. Ooh. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is uh, this is now a podcast about remembering bits from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. Oh. The Seinfeld reunion season is fucking great. It really is. That and the producer season yeah. are like gold standard comedy. 100%. Nice. Uh, so anyways, this assassin break, jumps through their window uh, and him and Bourne have like a... Uh, a pretty, a pretty, uh, pretty nice fight. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Karate and perforate born ceiling with bullet holes. Yeah, <laughs> they have a pretty uh, good fight. Yeah. yeah, they have a pretty great fight. Uh, born ends up defending himself with a pen yeah. that he just repeatedly stabs this guy with. Which I gotta say, very impressive a body strength from Jason Born because pens they are not super sharp. They're still yeah. kind of dull. yeah, they're blunted instruments. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. And B because this uh, is a ballpoint pen. This is yeah. like a fucking quill. Yeah, this is a bick. Yeah. Uh, and B, uh, good on the assassin for taking a bunch of shots into the like fucking arteries in his arms and keeps fighting. Yeah, right. Uh, they fight just long enough for the guy to give up and jump out a window. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is he pretty much gets beaten. Jason Boyd's like, "Hey man, who are you and who am I and where'd you come from?" And he's like, Ugh. "And he's like, great, an existential assassin. I'm out of here." Jumps off a balcony and dies. So, so which that, is so that's, fucking hilarious. It oh is. yeah, it's and great. Also, 
Also proof that he could not be an existentialist, as there was an exit. Sweet Sartre drop, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Jean-Paul Lassart. And you just got it. They're clearly marked in the theater, my friend. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, yeah, I don't think that this moment is framed for comedy, which makes it even fucking yeah, funnier. Which is yeah, he it's literally... Like, it's, it's like the equivalent of, uh, the PTA is disbanded. Ah! He literally, like, flings himself <laughs> up by his feet and, like, flops a bit and then just goes... <laughs> <laughs> and runs into an awning and then just kind of flips over it. Yeah. He doesn't jump or dive. He just trips on his way out. He just, yeah. Yeah, Presumably over. to bring the police there because uh, he knows he can't win the fight. This is a way to like sort of mark the territory so the other assassins and or Treadstone, the evil company the CIA has, uh, to come get him. Treadstone, we will come to find out in later movies, uh, as part of Blackbriar, which we find out they make super soldiers with drugs. Ooh. Nah, the army is super against drugs. Sure. Nah, nah. MKUltra never happened. They've never been against drugs. Yeah, you can't prove they made those Polybius machines. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the fact that we know what a Polybius machine is. <laughs> yeah, right? Man, also, I want the VR army's got Polybius. a long and storied uh, history with methamphetamines. <laughs> yeah, right. It goes back to like the Roosevelt days. <laughs> well, shit, in the Civil War days, it was just cocaine. Yeah, right? buddy. Well, that's it how was you do called it. snuff, and it was perfectly legal. Oh, back in the day. <laughs> well, you'd have to have a fancy snuff. box. Yeah, right. Put it in your teeth like chewing tobacco. Mm-mm. Oh yeah, get all coked up. Go. Then you fight yourself a civil war. Yeah, right? <laughs> Shooting them yanks. Boy, all oh, of those... come on. <laughs> oh, you guys didn't grow up on the same team. Nah. That's no. tough. Nah. Yeah, no. Well, uh, Pennsylvania, which is kind of like halfway. Yeah, no, you just... No, 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 no. Like, we were union, but there was some <laughs> Confederate stuff. This is the thing that gets me about Illinois and Ohio and Kentucky. No, no, no. You all were all union. States. You were just also full of racists. Yeah. Well, Southern Illinois is the South. I don't care what anybody says. No, it's just full of racists. No, spend some time in Southern Illinois, buddy. <laughs> you go down to Tulan or Peoria. That's only halfway down, and it's pretty bad. <laughs> I remember growing up, my cousins who lived in Peoria, when we went to go visit them, uh, this is how I knew I was in the South. They were like, let's go to the mall. And then his parents were like, okay, but don't go to that mall. That's the black mall. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. You do get warned about that one. And Ooh. and I remember I was like, I, I was like at that point, maybe like 12 even. And I was just like, we should go to the black mall. That's probably the better mall. <laughs> yeah. 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 Tough break though. Yeah. Racists. Right. Yeah. Fucking white people. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, Jason and Marie uh, take off and then they go uh, to his hotel that... Uh, they tried to track. They tracked down one of his uh, other identities. Yeah, yeah. John Michael does, Kane. John Michael Kane. He does. He, he does redial on his phone, and it's to a hotel. So he's like, "All right, I'll go there." Yeah. But they tell him that John Michael Kane is very dead. Yes, that's and right. That his things have been removed by his brother. Meanwhile, the guy that he was hired to kill, Wambosi, played by Mister Echo from Lost, or as I like to know him as Katenga from Congo. Yeah. Uh, he. Uh, he goes to the morgue to find John Michael Caine's body and realizes it is not the real body. It's a dud put there by the CIA because it wasn't shot. Yeah, no bullet holes. So he's like, yeah. this isn't right. 
So then he goes home and gets shot in the head. Yeah. By Clive Owen. Yeah. He's the British assassin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very British. There's a trench coat and he doesn't say anything. I'm sorry, to no, no, hold on. <laughs> Can yeah. you do a little bit more of your British accent, please? Yeah. That's my British accent, just there. Yeah. You only have that one That's word? That's all God. Well, see, he did the etymology and found out that in Shakespeare's time, the British <laughs> accent was actually a lot different than we think of it today. Yeah. Sure. It was super German. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, it's probably true, though. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably a heavy Germanic influence as well as French and uh, Celtic. So everyone talking Danish. like a dad? Actually, yeah. They've done some actual like etymology on it, and they have people who do speak what the accent would have been, and it's like... Fucking deep south. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's like Gomer Pyle. Like, oh yeah. 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 Which is which is why all them words that don't rhyme is because you're saying them like they're spelled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you, you say them like a fucking idiot, they <laughs> rhyme. So wait. So if I so like Shakespeare when he wrote Hamlet, and the first guy who played Hamlet, well, did, golly, he was I like, think someone to be or not to be. That is the question. Correct. Well, tis nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. fortune. Yeah. It's, it's very close to like uh, like an isolated Appalachian kind of accent because those are the people who didn't get like influenced by other languages. Oh. Right. You need the park the pockets of early America Got where it. people moved to a million years ago and then no one ever moved there afterwards. Oh like those families where they all end up blue because they're silver in the yeah, water. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, like that. Okay. Yeah, no, there's a place actually near where I'm from that's like a little island that's like that. Like people came there in the sixteen hundreds and then people have only ever left. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Colonial Williamsburg? Nah, it's called Tangier Island. Oh. You could go there. They they grow soft shell crabs. They grow them? Yeah. They plant From them in the trees? Crabs. Yeah, yeah. Well, they actually keep them in like this weird like aqueduct made out of boards. <laughs> because so you have they're to, also... to see them and get to them just as they're molting. So, you have to, so like... they're also like Amish? Uh, nah, they got electricity. They actually have a shitload of golf carts. <laughs> Because it's a very small island. Like, this island is smaller than a Chicago neighborhood small. Unless it's, like, one of those fake real estate neighborhoods. Oh, gotcha. yeah. Is this, like, a Mackinac Island thing where cars aren't allowed? Uh, no, yeah, you can't get cars. Gotcha. Yeah, there's no cars over there. There's no roads for cars. Gotcha. Yeah. How do you get there? Is it, like, by ferry? Yeah, you take a ferry. You can't bring a car over on a ferry? I mean, I'm sure somebody could, but you wouldn't have anywhere to go with like it. Like, Mike Pence figured out how to sneak a car into Mackinac Island <laughs> <laughs> so we could steal some fucking fudge. Nice. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure. That's probably the principal thing you'd want to steal from Tangier, aside from the soft-shell crabs. They got fudge, too? Is it enough oh, fudge? Yeah. I feel like all tourists like, a ferry, end up selling yeah, fudge. No, that's the deal. They're a bunch of tourists. So you sell them whatever food you got and fudge. It's always fudge. Man. Yeah, and like novelty mugs and some dumb t-shirts. And, yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, one of those t-shirts that has like the bikini body on the front of it. Right. So it looks like you've got a hard body, but you're really just like a, a slump in a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I gotcha. That kind of stuff. It's a wonderful place. You should go there sometime. I won't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bet that crab's real soft, though. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So anyways, they go to the hotel, and there's this whole big, like, scene where they're like, oh, you have to, like, find the exits and do all this, and if this goes back, come on out with the bag on the right side, and then Marie just goes in and asks for the information and gets it. Yep. And then they go to the morgue. And then the morgue guy's like, you can't go in there. And they give him a bunch of money because they're going to fuck that body. Yeah. Uh, And then the body's not there. What? What? It's because the CIA took it. Yeah. 
But he takes the sign-in sheet, and this is where he, he understands that, uh, that uh, because Mar- also the boat papers, it's all coming back to this, uh, what's the guy's name? Wambosi. Wambosi. Yeah, and so they find out that Wambosi was uh, involved somehow, and then they go to Wambosi's apartment, and they find out that he's been killed by Clive Owen, the British assassin. And then they read in the paper that Wambosi said that he was uh, had an attempted assassination two, three weeks before, but he shot the guy twice in the back. Yeah. Ah, and then Jason Bourne knows. He knows, people, yeah. that he's a cold-hearted killer. Also, there's a car chase at some point in here. It's nah, a very boring it. car chase. It's all right. They broke a glass. That's true. They and did they break the glass. And they flipped over a cop over some stuff. Yeah, and they, they drove... didn't do that. Another car like got into the lane of traffic, and the cop went over. Hey, yeah, get that, it, yellow jackets. That that, <laughs> that Mini Cooper does some sweet like Tokyo Paris drifting maneuvers and drives down some stairs. Yeah, it does. That's true. It does go downstairs alone or in pairs. Nah, something, bananas something. and pajamas? Nah, slinky. Oh, okay. Nah. Alright. But then I started realizing that I was conflating it with the log song from Ren and Stimpy. Sure. Oh, what song. rolls downstairs alone or in pairs runs over your neighbor's dog. Right. It's it's better it's than log, bad. Log, it's log, good. log, yeah. yeah. Uh, too bad that cartoon was made by a sex criminal. Moving on. Oh wait, yeah. who made Ren and Stimpy? John Kay. Oh, yeah, okay. John Crick Falusi? Yeah, nah, he's got a bullshit nah. last name that doesn't make any sense. Nah. It's way too many names for a last name. It's one of those. Yeah. So the people just call him John Kay, and it turns out that he was grooming underage women. Ugh. I'm yeah. just glad. Every time everybody, somebody's like, oh man, old animated MTV guy was a sex criminal. I'm just crossing my fingers. Please not Mike Judge. Please not Mike Judge. No, he's just a fucking weirdo. Creep. Yeah. No, I like weirdo. Yeah, he That's just... fine. I don't know. He's got some interesting views on eugenics. If, uh... <laughs> if idiocracy yeah. talks or anything. Yeah. I think he just grew up among southern people. Well, yeah. what's weird is that he actually fucking grew up in Arizona. Yeah, well, that's where all the southern people go to when get they're away old. from yeah. When the... they're too racist for Texas, yeah, well, they go yeah. to southern also, Arizona. Some all... of us need a dry heat, John. Yeah. <laughs> and for your joints. Yeah. And understand, also, that's not just where southern racists go. It's where northern racists go when their racism far outpaces the place they live. It's True. also where northern racists go when the Cubs go to spring training. That's also true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of racists in Arizona. It's a yeah. comfortable place. Well, it is run by dictator Joe Arpaio. <laughs> yeah. He's, he owns that, that state now, I right? Yeah. So. Ever since he got a full pardon. Before being convicted. <laughs> convicted of not complying with several investigations against him and the shit he was doing, like human rights violations. Hey, man, people don't have to deal with investigations, John. That's true. If the current president has taught us anything, yeah. it's that you can just beg to be arrested and no one will. Yeah. Also, Arizona was the last state to ratify Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Yes, it was. It <laughs> and was. Like, I always and like, forget that. By a lot. Yeah, no, like way later, like the 80s or some yeah. shit. Yeah, it's bad news down there. Uh, yeah, Gerald Ford had to be like, guys, you're making us all look bad. Come on. <laughs> and then he fell down an airplane staircase. Then one felt bad for Gerald Ford. So they're like, okay. Yeah. You can be president for another like eight months. But <laughs> we're not electing you. Yeah. We're going to not elect you so hard. We're going to elect Jimmy Carter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he had a peanut farm. He True. did. And he put it in a blind trust. Yeah. Yeah. So as to not, you know... You know, violate the emoluments clause. Right. 
Don't see how that's relevant. Not at all. Not that Billy Carter gave a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Billy Beer for the win, baby! I love a president's shithead brother. From Billy Carter to to Roger Roger Clinton. Clinton. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're always drunk hillbillies. I love it. What's the bush no one talks about? (laughs) Not Jed and not George. But there's another one. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, I can't remember his name. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably on purpose. Face lo- down in a gutter, two days out of three. I was going to say, there are probably a lot of reporters who have gotten a lot of good Christmas presents to make sure that I don't know <laughs> that guy's <laughs> name. <laughs> right. Uh, Boy, I will say, if I could choose to be any American president throughout all of history, Jerry Ford every day. Why? Zero responsibilities. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, no, he had that first most important <laughs> responsibility, which was pardoning Nixon. And then from then on, he was just like, Ghosting, ghosting. I know I'm not getting reelected. I don't care. I was never elected to begin with. <laughs> the only this president never elected. Yeah. Because he wasn't elicted vice president no, either. Spiro Agnew got indicted. Yeah. He I don't think he served four years between being vice president and president. president. Yeah. Good old uh, Gerald Ford. What a brilliant way to fail upwards. <laughs> the, right. the ultimate placeholder president. <laughs> oh, no. It's hard to beat Sack of Bones Calvin Coolidge. You ever see that guy? He's just... Did he have a pulse? Ooh, did he... He's the the one that played Calvin Ball, which was basically volleyball with, like, a fucking cement rock. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Sounds about right. Although, Calvin Ball is the game where you can make up whatever rules you want from Calvin and Hobbes. Correct, but Coolidge had rules. Yeah, and his rule was you get crushed with a rock. (laughs) (laughs) I I would love to have a president, like, some point... Who's like just like who is basically President Camacho from Idiocracy? <laughs> just like a big muscle-bound goon who walked around with a big like bludgeon and stone, and it can be tied to a stick if he wants for better swinging. But it could just be a stone. And every time he goes to like he, he walks into the Senate and they're like, "We want to pass this slush fund bullshit," he goes, <laughs> and then just smashes someone's skull yeah. all over the wall, and then he goes. No! And then <laughs> walks away. He should never speak more than yes, no, or <laughs> I feel like you reminded me of the Hanna-Barbera cartoon hero that's just a caveman with a stick. Yes, yeah. Captain Caveman. And he did just have a military stick. rank, sir. <laughs> Show <laughs> some respect. He also had a harem of beautiful women around him at all times. <laughs> Correct. So he's Captain Caveman. <laughs> He was just cousin it with a cave and a club. Yeah, yeah, buddy. But he had a cave and a club. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Ooh, landed gentry, though, which means he's not going to do anything for the proletariat. No, no. <laughs> Captain Caveman is definitely teaming up with some of the other Hanna-Barbera cartoons to, uh, 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 I don't know, beat up a bunch of poor people like well, that. Obviously, Jabberjaw is Speaker of the House. <laughs> sure, of course. <laughs> Because he's jabbing jaw. Because he's a giant shark what has a rock band. They're just trying to institute wacky races as our next election law. (laughs) Oh man, that'd be so good. I think all of our presidents should have entrance music. They do. I agree. It's Hail to the Chief and it sucks. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, it needs to be like, Welcome to the Jungle! Even just, can we just get like a rock and roll remix of Hail for the Chief? <laughs> yeah, right? Just light it up a little bit. Squee! Yeah. Yeah. Somebody call Slash. 
Hang on to the chief. He's the one we're also hailed to. Uh, yeah, I'd be yeah. down for that. Yeah, yeah fucking Hail to the Chief is brought to you by Velvet Revolver. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Sounds pretty fucking good. Oh, what the God. hell happened in this fucking Bourne movie? Nah, oh, do we talk about movies on this podcast? <laughs> nah. We're an hour in, and I think we've covered about 20 minutes. Let's see. Where There's a car we? chase. No, the guy got shot. So Jesse Borges found out he's an assassin. Yeah, And now right. they're having second thoughts about whether or not there's still going to be an item. Yeah, but the, oh yeah, but they, she says, "Don't worry, I know a, a house we can squat in." Yeah, yeah, she's gonna go squat at her brother's house. Yeah, because they've already at this he's point got a chateau. Yeah, she, he's cut her hair and dyed it, and they fucked. Yeah, they did. Uh, and now they're on their way, and then their hotel got burned. So now they're on their way to uh, yeah, her friend's chateau. Her friend Eamon. Is it her friend or her brother? It's a, I thought it was her ex-husband at one point. I don't know. It's a. It is. I think it's one of the weird because they make a point talking about her. Her. They call her a, a, a gypsy, but like she. Which is a slur against right. the romance. Yes. And she has a brother and a grandma. And that's the only people she calls. Right. So maybe it is her brother. I can't imagine but anybody else British. would let her. Also s- true. Yeah, but where the fuck is she supposed to be from? She's German. She's German. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's why she says Scheisse so much. Oh, yeah. Man. All right. All right. Uh, but he's. She does say Scheisse. I, I think. But then she also says shit. So like fucking pick a language to swear. Now in. they don't do that in Europe. I've been there. They'll talk to you in like eight of them. Ooh, that is true. <laughs> I don't care for it. They know I'm an American, and they know they're just pissing me off. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're doing with all their damn languages. Well, see, what I love about most of Europe is... Here I am, is, is drawing pictures. <laughs> just going into any, like, convenience store, grocery store, food eatery, whatever. Generally, they're very pleasant. Right up until the point where you want to pay with a debit or credit card. And then they're like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> give me one this of those... This cash money. Get the fuck out of give here. Give me a fucking coin and it better have a hole in the middle of it. <laughs> I know, right? Give me that fake money we coined out here. If your coin doesn't have defined edges, yeah. if it's a real circle, I'm going to kill you. If you give me a piece of paper that doesn't have every single fucking color in the rainbow, <laughs> I'm not accepting it. There better be a monarch on that note. Yeah, Which yeah. is weird because it's like, Europe, you invented these little chips to put in the cards to make them work better. We took them from you. We're like a generation behind them. No, you no. can tap. We can't tap yet. Big Brussels was just putting that down on on the European little man. That's why European Europe is coming apart. Dumb big Brussels and their stupid chips. Yeah, it wasn't the Greek debt crisis or Ireland almost going bankrupt. Or that whole, like, what, 10, 15 million people that fled there from our wars? Correct. Yeah, no, none of that stuff. It was the chips. Yep. In England, chips is French fries. Yeah, and then if you try to jam those in the credit card <laughs> machine, they get so pissed. Holy crap. Well, th- you know why? I've that's... never been thrown out of a Tesco faster. <laughs> to be fair, that's because their 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 fries are so much thicker than ours. Oh my god, right. If we used an American like a McDonald's French fry, oh, yeah, oh no man, problem, problem. No problem. I can open a skeleton key lock with a McDonald's French fry. <laughs> Shit, if you had one of those sweet shoestring steak and shake fries, Whoa, you could yeah. like 50 or 60 of them in there. Oh, I practically thread a needle with those and yeah. then sew my clothes back up. And then I go home and eat my clothes. Whenever whenever the little plastic piece breaks off the edge of my shoelaces, yeah, you just put a st- I just attach a steak and shake fry to the end and I lace them back up. Everything's good. Yeah, and dogs come up to meet you everywhere you go. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, dogs fucking rule, dude. Yeah, that's yeah, because yeah. that's because steak and shake aren't cowards, and they still make their fries and beef tallow. Hear that, McDonald's? 
I can't verify that. I, yeah, I don't know. I yeah. assume everything there is cooked in the same steak fat that everything I else just is. It's know. like the steak version of Long John Silver's. There's one cooking unit, and it's a fryer. <laughs> the hamburgers go in the fryer. I just want that five-gallon bucket of beef tallow that used to get shipped out to McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that beef tallow in a bucket. Oh. You know what's great about beef tallow is you can Everything. cook with it. You can cook with it or make a candle out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can grease up your tools. That's true. All your farming equipment. Yeah. A little beef tallow. Well, because John Deere doesn't let you work on the engines no more. Ah, communism. No, the opposite. <laughs> Rampant capitalism. You yeah. cannot fix the thing you bought because you're technically just leasing it. Damn dirty so communists. Anyway, no! <laughs> That's how communism actually worked, though. You were just leasing it. That's true. Well, yeah, okay. That's because they kept being like, all right, we finally had this glorious communist revolution, so we're going to go into a giant commune, right? Well, how about first we be an authoritarian dictatorship, though, right? Well, that's just until yeah, that's just until the lines for bread die down. Right, right, right. We just need some order. Order. Look, yeah. five years. This is all gonna be communism. I promise. Yeah. They were actually the first country to ban color. <laughs> true. <laughs> Very Except true. For red. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So okay. So Jason. <laughs> <laughs> And Marie, uh, they go to this, uh, this the like, chateau. The chateau in the country. Uh, her friend Eamon shows up with his kids. Uh, and they're like, we're just going to stay for a night. I assume he's like one of her old like party buddies from back in the day. Or something, because he lets her stay. So they've well, got to yeah. be like close and on good terms. I, I assume what happens is they used to be weird bohemian party buddies. Mm. And then at some he point... He fucking sold out. He yeah. sold out, grew up, got married, had some kids. had Because she always mentioned that he always had money. Yeah. He like finally came into some cash, bought this nice country house. They crash there. Uh, in the middle of the night, uh, she finds Jason Bourne just staring at his children. Yeah, staring weird. at the sleeping children whose nightlight has a red light bulb in it. It's a blood red light bulb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it keeps the little Soviets warm. That shit. I can't. I can't handle. I don't like red lights. Yeah, because they're oh, man. fucking designed to be real scary. So yeah, they're designed for whorehouses. Well, what are you so, guys doing? <laughs> this is why we're associating things with the wrong things. Well, no. So this is why. So years and years ago, uh, when my wife and I first moved into our first apartment, I feel like a sword is about to. End yeah, this yeah story. absolutely. Sword. We we had a neighbor who lived across from us. Uh, uh, I'm gonna call him Mike because I'm sure he might still be alive. And he's the last samurai. <laughs> so. What this? Yeah, this, that's right. He's fucking drunk all the time, and he's got access to bladed weaponry. So he's this guy who, like, his whole thing was like, "Hey, we should have a drink." That's like all he ever did. It didn't matter what time of day it was, he would <laughs> burst out of his apartment if you were in the hall and be like, "Hey, want to get a drink?" Like he stood so he behind was like an, elab- an enabler, Kramer. Nice. Yes, he stood behind his reverse people every day, <laughs> waiting to see if somebody would come out and then leap out and be like, "He want to get a drink." And one day, I was like, "You know what? I've been I've been putting this guy off for months." Yes. I will have a drink with you. I just gotten off from work. I was still in my like Target red and khakis. Yeah. I put my bag down, lock up my apartment. I go into his apartment. We walk in, and the first thing I noticed was how beautiful his apartment was. Right, just nice leather couches, uh, really nice uh, uh, dining room table with some like industrial size, like like really nice distressed 
furniture, big-ass TV, faux fireplace, the whole deal, right? Yeah. And I'm like, man, this place is really nice. And before I could finish, he's like, Rent-A-Center! It's all from Rent-A-Center! <laughs> and then gave me a five-minute pitch about how great Rent-A-Center is. I mean, it is great. I passed it today. Six months, same as cash. Yeah. And that was a, and his the big part of his pitch was, if you rent it long enough, they let you keep it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so he... <laughs> I love cracks, that place. He cracks open a couple beers. We start having a few drinks. Then he's like, hey, you want to see something cool? And I was like, yeah, Sure. So you walk over, and above his full fireplace is a sword yeah. hanging on the wall. Are we talking like a European broadsword, like a rapier? Samurai so, sword. So he pulls it off the wall, and he saber. says, This is my Marine's sword. I got it when I was dishonorably discharged from the Marines. Shit, they still give you a sword if it's dishonorable? I'm pretty sure he stole it. <laughs> nice. And I hadn't seen one of those since that commercial where the guy fights a lava yeah, monster yeah, yeah, before yeah. the no, movie. That, that's his good stuff, that guy kills that lava monster. Yeah, I like to imagine that they do still give you the sword, but they're curt about it. Yeah, yeah very. They make very. sure like, they like take a rock and like dull it real quick. Yeah. Here's a sword. Also, Idiot. they don't give you those fancy white gloves. That's oh, true. Yeah, yeah no. you just got to pull it with your regular hands. You look like a schmuck. So, <laughs> they, so he takes the sword like out of its like scare, like waves it around a little bit. He's like, "You want to see something else cool?" And it was at this point I realized that the uh, faux fireplace was on sure. in the middle of July, uh, and it was extraordinarily hot. And this wasn't his first drink. The empty bottle of Cutty Sark on the table <laughs> was his first drink. Wow. So his. Cool things are only going to escalate in terror. Cool, yes. So the next thing he did was he turns the light off, so it is pitch black. Uh-oh. And then there is the uh, uh, silence, like the silence before a spaceship explodes in a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're wondering if a guy's going to kill you with a sword. Yeah, and then the light comes back on, but it is not a regular light. It is a strobe light. And it is not a regular strobe light. It is a blood red strobe light. <laughs> nice. For vampire parties. And it is only on intermittent. So all I see so are... So it's not slow motion. It's just flashes of it's a statuesque still, yeah, movement. Still images of a man with a sword waving it in my face. <laughs> and you can't see what I'm doing. But just imagine a sword being waved in your face. And it was now at Mark, that point... In oh, his defense... That sounds pretty fucking cool. Right? <laughs> right? That shit is rad. Right? So I uh, uh, threw my aluminum bottle of Budweiser to the floor <laughs> and went, oh no, I dropped my beer. And then ran out the door, grabbed my shit, locked up, and left. And I went and sat in my wife's works parking lot for two hours before she got off. Wow. Yeah. A week later, he was evicted. Oh, no! Yeah, and Renaissance came to take all the shit back. <laughs> oh! No, but he had it long enough. It was technically his. Oh. He peed on that sofa. He owns it. That's the, terrible news. The best part about this is afterwards, this couple moved in. They were a young couple like us, and their names were Brian and Katie. I don't know if they even exist anymore, so I'm going to use their real names. Brian and Katie. <laughs> if they, they fucking fell into a... Vortex. We'll just, yeah, now we'll they're just in the forever. We'll They've just wait. disappeared from history. Just wait. So Brian worked at Applebee's, and occasionally we would go to Applebee's because we lived in the suburbs, and that was the only place you could go. Sure. Uh, and he would give us, like, discounts. So one time, we went to Applebee's, and this guy Brian comes up, and he's like, Hi, how's it going? I'm Kevin. I'll be your server tonight. <laughs> and I said... Brian, it's us, your neighbors. And he said, I don't know any Brians. And I said, but we've met you and your wife. And he said, 
I'm not married. Ho! Oh, <laughs> oh. I said, I'll have chicken strips. And we didn't say another word. And I never saw him again. Whoa. We had another server finish our meal. I never saw him at the building. He oh, was just man. gone forever. That's awesome. Clearly, he was a ghost. And his, <laughs> his sole unfinished business on earth was to one day... Serve me chicken strips and make me feel Whoa. like a crazy person. Man, that's awesome. So that's why I don't like red lights. All right. <laughs> no, I guess that's fair. Anyway, fucking Moby starts playing on the soundtrack. <laughs> oh, jeez. You're not wrong. For Speaking of red lights. Movie. So Clive Owen shows up. He's the British assassin. He starts shooting things. Jason Bourne takes a two-barrel shotgun. Uh, he starts blowing the shit out of shit. Oh, yeah. He blows up a he fucking... Shoots, I guess, a moonshine yeah, still? I don't know what that's I supposed to be. I think that's a kerosene... It was a kerosene barrel. I'm assuming everything there was lit by, like, gas or, like, heated by gas. There was a giant fucking explosion. Yeah. It was a giant <laughs> A fucking gas yeah. tank. Yeah, it could be, like, a big gas tank. Yeah, like a big they do net, have yeah. those out in the sticks. So he blew up a big old gas tank, and then he shoots at a bunch of grouses, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, scares some birds out, and that flushes Clive Owen out into the midst of a field. Yeah. Because if there's one thing Clive Owen can't abide, it's birds getting spooked. He's got to run out and be like, it's okay, little guys. It's okay. It's yeah. Right. Clive Owen, friend of the birds. Everyone yeah. knows. No one, everyone, yeah. He was originally cast as Birdman until the director told him, no, 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 no. Birdman is like a metaphor for the character. Like, taking flight is like how he like releases himself from his former life. Oh, you mean I don't get to be a bird? Well, no thank you, famous director whose name I can't remember. It's me, Clive Owen. Boy! Yeah, Clive then he Owen started sounds flapping his wings and he took right off. Clive Owen sounds a lot like Slash. Anyone notice that? Yeah. Well, Have you ever seen them in the same room at the same time? Yes! Clive Owen is in a Velvet Revolver video. <laughs> oh, nice. With Slash? Yes! How do you know it was the real Slash? He's got that hat. That could be anyone. I don't know. He wasn't in a Velvet Revolver video either. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I was trying to make you feel bad. <laughs> so anyway, Clive Owen gets a couple of buckshot right in the chest. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, oh, Treadstone. And we still can't get any goddamn answers about yeah, what Treadstone is. nobody knows is. anything. And then he fucking bleeds out, the bastard. Yeah, all we know is that they are assassins, they work alone, and Treadstone is... Something. That's it. Yeah, so Dark side is. Uh, Matt Damon takes all his stuff and then he sends Marie off with her friend, brother, guy, or whoever the fuck yeah, he is. So to go she's wherever. out and now he's answering fucking phone calls as if he's British. Yeah, he calls <laughs> he calls Chris Cooper and Chris Cooper's like, Who's this? And then Jason Bourne's like, Who's this? Yeah, and we've a lot of these in this movie. For oh, a long time. Boy. Who are you? Who am I? Uh he's like screaming me, me. at each other. He goes, Meet me in France by yourself. Of course he doesn't show up by himself and that makes Jason Bourne man so he puts a little tracking puck on their van and he follows them then he breaks into Julia Stiles apartment yeah, oh yeah, yeah Julia Stiles has been in the movie she runs errands to people nah, she's we're a, caught yeah, up she's like a junior analyst yeah. whose whole job she's the is intern to, yeah yeah uh, she has a much larger role in the Bourne movies that follow in this movie she's just a gal yeah yep. Uh, so he breaks into she her. She got fired from the Ellen DeGeneres show because she kept making eye contact with Ellen. <laughs> yeah. That'll get you fired. Yeah. Apparently Ellen, giant piece of shit to oh, work with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the other yeah. day, someone on Twitter posted like a, everything's terrible right now. I'll donate $2 to the Greater Los Angeles Food Bank for every story you have about Ellen being terrible. 
I bet there were a lot. There were a lot. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, she sounds real fucking bad. Right, especially for someone whose persona is how awesome and nice she is. Yeah, I mean, that and started to crack when she was just like, war criminals ain't so bad. Sometimes they're goofy. Yeah. Well, everybody loves George Bush. True, ever since he did them dog paintings. Yeah, yeah, he did his feet, and then he was handing Michelle Obama candy, and she was like, my husband killed a bunch of people he wasn't supposed to. <laughs> You're probably not so bad, Georgie. That's right. I mean, once you get to that level of political power, you're like, eh, nobody's hands are clean exactly. Yeah, right. You're all well, murdered judge. Bads. It's fine. Look, the one thing we can all agree on is we do not want to be in the same room as the current president. So yeah, fucking can to me up, buddy. Yeah, right. That's fair. Three cheers for down with the poise. Plus, W. Bush is probably uh, sporting some Worthers. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ooh, if we're lucky, some chocolate oh, reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, old conservative white guys have the best pocket candy. Yeah, <laughs> true. Always have. Because it's like a business card for them. It's like a status symbol. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Except Ram Paul. You know, I guarantee you Ram Paul's got like fucking root beer barrels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Because they're the cheapest. Because he's a free market yeah. pig. Or, Ooh, or but he swears by them. He's like, no, these are the best candy. Uh, yeah. Or he just has like an old warm bag of circus And then he stares at you expectantly like, well, where's my candy? Yeah, right. What did you bring me? What's the even exchange here? I know, I know it's asymptomatic, but it was nice to hear Ron Paul got has corona. Uh, What was even better is I assumed that in this case that the COVID-19 was his neighbor, just went over to punch him in the face again. (laughs) Yeah. God, I fucking love that. His neighbor punched him in the face. His neighbor, like, stabbed him, didn't he? No, just he punched him. Punched him. Just beat the shit out of him. Yeah, he got the fuck beat out of him. Because Rand Paul Rand was Paul being, was being an a yeah. fucking piece of shit. Well, like he is. probably the case. So anyways... Uh, there was a land dispute, and also he said, Also, you don't have health care anymore. Rand Paul! Uh, <laughs> oh, that would get the shit kicked out of Rand Paul. Right? Yeah. I think just saying the name Rand Paul should get you the <laughs> shit kicked out of you. Yeah. Ooh, but if you trick him into saying it backwards, he goes back to his elf dimension. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jason Bourne finds Chris Cooper, and he beats him up, and he's like, Who am I? And he's like, You should know who you are. Yeah, and then he goes all hard at him, like, You're a failed soldier who failed. You suck. You suck, and you're bad at everything. And then Jason Bourne beats him up. Yeah, beats yeah. the crap out of him. And then beats the fuck... Well, kills the goons yeah. that are guarding then the Then there's room. a little action scene. There's like a goon out there. He fucking shoots him with his pinky holding a gun upside down. Yeah, yeah then he like how the- civilized people do. Yeah. yeah. Then he rides that fat goon down. Yeah. <laughs> five flights, or five, yeah, five stories. And so on the way, he shoots starts, another guy in the face. The guy, yeah. When he started kicking that body through the, like, fucking banister, I'm like... If he rides him down the banister like a fucking surfboard, this movie's gonna get a million stars. And he does. Hell, it did. He just throws him down the middle and like paraglides on his back. Yeah, not as cool. Bounces off of him. He still lives. It's still pretty cool. It's still pretty cool, but not as cool as fucking like surf ninja bullshit. But on the way down, he shot a guy right in the middle of his head between the eyes. That was pretty pretty good. Yeah. Hey, did you guys know that the three ninjas sequels were written by a former prisoner of Kim Jong Il? 
No, yeah. that's awesome. He was a South Korean film director that was married to this very famous South Korean film starlet, and they got divorced, and Kim Jong-il was so mad that this happened that he kidnapped both of them oh, shit. and forced them to work in his film industry making kaiju movies I... until they escaped at the Venice Film Festival when they eluded their bodyguards. I have heard this story, but I did not realize that that is the guy who wrote the three he wrote sequels. The, just the sequels not the original oh, wow but he wrote all three of the fucking of the three sequels. ninja sequels that's amazing the one where they kicked back the one where they had hulk kogan the one where they go to that indian reservation nice nice yeah right. i mean his wife must have been it appears that cause... they it appears that they he only wrote kick back Right. Oh, he didn't do the other ones? I thought no. he did the other ones. No, no, no. Weird. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he had a pseudonym when he moved to the States, Simon something? No. Is that how they're credited? No, so they're credited as Sang Ok Shin. Is that the guy, the South yeah. Korean film producer? Yeah, so uh, he was the one. He wrote Three Ninjas Kickback with Mark Saltzman. The th- uh, Knuckle Up is written by an Alex S. Kim. And then High Noon at Mega Mountain <laughs> is written by Sean McNamara and Jeff Phillipsy. Nice. Um, the movies are directed... Uh, oh, Simon Sheen. That's his pseudonym. Okay, so yeah. he directed... Oh, shit. Uh, so he wrote Kick Back. <laughs> Here's what's crazy. He wrote Kick Back and yeah. then directed Knuckle Up. Nice. Uh, and the, you know who directed the first one? Who? Fucking... Uh, Steven Spielberg. No. National Treasure himself, John Turtletom. Nice. <laughs> the Turts. Who went from Three Ninjas to Cool Runnings to While You Were Sleeping to Phenomenon to Instinct to uh, Disney's The Kid and then National Treasure. Nice. Instinct. That's with Cuba Gooding Jr. and uh, uh, Sean Connery? No. uh, No. no. uh, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Where Anthony Hopkins is like the the man who studied gorillas and then like became a gorilla. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, It's Ishmael the movie. Sure. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Jason Bourne like tells Chris Cooper, "You don't own me anymore. I'm my own person. I don't work for you. If you find me, I'll bring the hammer down on you. See you in hell, fucko." And then Chris Cooper walks out all sad, and he gets shot by one of Brian Cox's assassins. Right. And then Brian Cox goes in front of Congress, and he's like, "Bah! Everything seems to be fired here. Fuck off." Yep. And, uh, and then Matt Damon goes and finds Marie at some uh, scooter shop she runs with yeah, all of her which money. which has two... Yeah, you know she's got a lot of money because she has two whole giant bowls of oranges. Yeah. yeah. And oranges are a sign of wealth, you see. And then Ooh, they... Unless you're in a Francis Ford Coppola movie, in which case they're a sign of impending death. <laughs> That's because he didn't put the cloves in it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then Moby starts playing, and, and that's then Moby the end starts of the movie. playing, and we Jesus immediately Christ. turned it off. Hey guys, we went for 120 <laughs> minutes here, Not and, bad. I don't, and I don't think we talked about any of the film. Now nah, we did. Great work, everyone. Got that part with the scooters. True, that yeah. scooter. Yeah, and then Italian guy, we mentioned him with the frosted tip. Oh, yeah. so frosted. Stay frosty. Yeah, and that's gonna take us to bullet points. Pew pew. And our first bullet point is body count. Body counts. Patrick, what do you think the body count of the born identity was? To be honest with you, max six. I'm going four. Okay, all right, John. 
What do you think the body count of Born Identity is? I'm going to go with six. Ooh. Ooh. All right, playing by Price is Right it all hangs in the balance of whether or not Nard's guy made it. <laughs> Nard's guy does make it. But the answer was eight. John, you win. What? Eight people died. Because all the assassins, all the All the assassins. I forgot the assassins. So Chris Cooper, Uh, the two assassins, the two goons. uh, The two assassins. four goons at the end. And then a random guy. Yeah, Yeah. there's three goons and Cooper at the end. So eight people. Still very low body count for a movie that purports to be action I was going to say, well, it's barely an action movie. I mean, one of the weird things about the movie is, especially in the beginning, he's going out of his way to not kill people. That's true. He's frequently leaving guns behind. Because he doesn't want to leave a trail of bodies. Yeah, like he's not killing people. So that's going to take us to our next bullet point. Good luck. Best kill. Best kill. Patrick, what do you think the best kill in Born Identity is? Oh, I'm going Nard's guy. God he damn it. didn't oh. die. Oh. He made it. Ooh, but it killed my heart. <laughs> when, I'll accept it. When his Nards got blasted. Punch through the heart. <laughs> you're too late. Nards guy fell down some stairs. Yeah, and like his neck was bouncing on him. It <laughs> that was a very bouncy neck. Nards yeah. guy It looked died. like the fucking the like the like silicone dummy from MythBusters got thrown down a flight yeah, of stairs. Yeah, Buster down there. Yeah. Lots of jiggling. Right, with like a weird vapor where his Nards used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Just a mist. Yeah, right. <laughs> the absence. Best kill from the Born Identity. Uh, fucking the dictator in exile guy that gets shot through the window because Clive Owen looks like... First off, Clive Owen shoots him with a sniper rifle at a distance, which is like, what was so hard about that assassination in the first thing that you right. had to send like $30 million Matt Damon for it? But also, as he's he doesn't put away his gun, he needs to confirm the kill, and he confirms it by hearing inside the house... No! <laughs> he was like, oh crap, I have to duck. Yeah, no, that's great. He's like, all right, kill confirmed, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Just there is so much unintentional comedy in this movie. Yeah, yeah. there really there is. is. Yeah. Uh, Mark, best kill. Uh, I'm going to have to go for the goon that gets uh, his fucking just neck broken and kicked through a banister oh, and yeah. then ridden to the floor. <laughs> he, that guy gets killed like eight times. Well, yeah. he dies with no dignity. Yeah. No. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and he's also the fat goon, too. Oh, yeah. Right. So, like, it's... It, it's, it's tough. Yeah, it's pretty rough. But yeah. it's super great. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. yeah so that's going to take us to our next bullet point, War Crimes. Woo! War Crimes. Mark, talk about some war crimes. Uh, the making of a Jason Bourne. Yeah. Spending... Doing Manchurian Candidate, but not giving them a trigger phrase. Yeah. yeah. Spending $30 million to dope up a guy into a super soldier, then sending him to murder people. Yeah, it seems like a war crime to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick, I'm going to go to John first. Oh. <laughs> John, tell me about some war crimes in the Bourne Identity. Fucking scooters. <laughs> oh, you're not wrong. You're talking, fucking so you're dumb talking scooters. You're talking electric scooters or yeah. like gas scooters. Uh, you can make a case for like a like a gas scooter that at least has a combustion engine in it. Sure, because so like I get that. Because a Vespa, a Vespa has, has a yeah. gas engine right. in it. But the fucking scooters that the goddamn cops ride around in. Oh yeah. Come on, yeah. have some fucking dignity. Just get a fucking uh, Segway by the... right. Exactly. What are you doing? Ooh, or get one of those, like, Japanese minivans they had in the 80s where, like, the trunk folded out into oh, a little motorcycle. where they're actually oh, minivans? Yeah. Where yeah. they're like... <laughs> oh, those are so cool. Get one of them three-wheeled cars. Yeah, like from Mr. Bean. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Patrick, Driving war crimes? Driving with a broomstick. 
Uh, France. The existence of France has always been a problem. We should have outlawed it a long time ago. It's been nothing but a mess. The streets are dumb. The skies are gray. I don't like the people. They got their bread from Poland. Boo, France. <laughs> That's my war cry. Uh, That's true. Yeah. And Poland had so little. It didn't even have borders for like 200 years. <laughs> there wasn't a Poland for most of Poland. Hey, but history. you know what? They got the Witcher. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Witcher Poland. fucking rules. Yeah. I love that when Obama went to do an official state visit, they gave him a collector's edition of The Witcher 2. <laughs> hey, it was like one of the better things they'd made that year. Right? Yeah. You can't just give everybody vodka. That's true. I mean, I'll take it. Plus, like, True. Obama looks like a like a brandy or whiskey kind of guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, he I bet he me... drinks things that have, like, a smoky flavor. Ooh, like a scotch. Yeah. Especially because his wife won't let him smoke cigarettes anymore. He's got to get his fix True. somehow. I wonder if he gets to smoke now that he's not president anymore. I hope he does. Because that was, like, the deal, right? You can run for president, but you got to quit smoking. But he never did quit smoking. He went down to, like, two a day, like President Bartlett yeah. on the yeah, West Wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, honey, if it's uh, good enough for... Nope, that's distasteful. Yeah, yeah. Let's stop that impression. Yeah. yeah. Right let's, in its tracks. Let's, let's not do it. Yeah. So anyways, that's going to take us to our final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? John, is The Born Identity an action movie? Let me answer your question with a question. Are budget hearings action-packed? <laughs> John, as somebody who called The Phantom Menace an action movie... It fucking is. That Ooh. lightsaber fight slaps. Ooh, I okay, don't know about that. But half of it's basically budget meetings. <laughs> yeah. Here's the and thing. the other half of it's so, more worthless meetings. Uh, earlier in this week, as part of the quarantine, Caitlin and I did our civic duty and watched The Unicorn Store on Netflix. A movie written and directed by uh, Brie Larson, Larson huh. uh, co-starring Samuel L. Jackson. And the entire running time of that movie is just fine. It's not one of those movies that has a lot of peaks and valleys and then averages out to fine. It's one of those movies where every second of it is like, yeah, all right, I'm okay that this is happening. The Bourne Identity is the action movie equivalent of that. <laughs> yeah. There's not great peaks, but there's not low valleys. Everything is just like, all right, I guess this is a movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it's not an action movie. Okay, all right, all right. Patrick, uh, is The Born Identity an action movie? I'm sympathetic to your arguments there, John, but I'm going to go ahead and say yes, but just barely. There are a lot of board meetings, and a lot of the violence and the chases are kind of neat to watch, but there's not a lot of, like, stakes. Like, yes. you're never, like, really worried about it, nor is anything that's happening extremely cool. Because, like, you're never worried John Wick's going to die, but John Wick is always killing people in the most fascinating ways possible. Right. And then headshots. Whereas uh, the Born Identity was a little less so, except for the fight with the Roman, that was actually yeah. pretty pretty slick. And I think that that's a that's a good parallel to draw. Whereas in John Wick asks the question, why isn't this a big all out action scene? The Born movie seems to ask, why have an action scene <laughs> when we can cut away to two people in an office talking about an action scene? Yeah, true. Mark, is The Born Identity an action film? 
I'm actually going to side with John on this one and say no. I think it's more of an espionage film than anything. Sure. That does happen to have a few decent action scenes. But the one thing about this movie that kind of gets my goat is that the action scenes are real short. Correct. With the exception of the fight in the French apartment with with the Roman guy. The Roman fight, yeah. Like, everything else, like, the, the car chase is pretty short. The fight with the goons at the end is extremely short. Any time an There's action sequence... There's not a lot sequence... of energy to the action. It's not like a hard gut punch and then yeah. they move Right. On, you know? And that is something I think in the in uh, Born Supremacy and Born Ultimatum, the movies that would follow this, the action is amped up and there's a lot more immediacy and a lot of that is from Paul Greengrass's like, I'm just going to swing the camera around and hope it catches something. Oh, kind of style. What yeah. if we give the cinematographer and camera operator a lot of cocaine? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I do think that that it does lend it a more action-packed feel, whereas this movie is... Ve- a lot of the shots are very static. There's not a lot of cuts for a lot of it. It is very, like, stayed. Yeah, you're pretty much um, straight on. It's so, very conventionally shot. Yeah, very conventional. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say no, it's not an action movie. It's more of an espionage thriller. Sure. Uh, and that's going to take that. us to our final reviews of The Born Identity. Patrick. I'm going to forget this movie again. John. What? Who am I? Where are you? Is this a table? I didn't call for Admiral Stockdale, (laughs) for God's (laughs) sake. Mark, final review of The Born Identity. I give it three out of five stars. It's good. Fair to middling. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And that's going to do it for this episode of Body Counts and Beer. Hopefully next time my internet's working and we can watch Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Pew pew. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm Jonathan Rooney Taylor J. Michael Kane. And we'll see you next time. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick, Money Train Bromley, John, The Deliverance of Elaine, Rooney Taylor, and Mark, One More Mountain Rosendahl. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google, anywhere you can get podcasts from. Leave us a rating, leave us a review. Check us out on Facebook. You can like us on Twitter at BodyCountCast or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.